0: Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rock star confidence. I'm Christina Canters, your host and founder of The C-Method, communication skills training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there Rockstar and welcome to episode 147 of Standout Get Noticed. Christina with you here. We've had a long weekend here in Australia. I want to say happy Australia Day for last Friday to all my Aussie listeners. Now I've been away at a music festival over the weekend which is why my voice is a little bit husky but I did have an amazing time Just a side note, you know, no phone service was amazing over like five days. It was so good to just not have my phone or my laptop and to just immerse myself in a completely different environment. You should totally make time to do it. Go camping, get into nature, take your shoes off, get dirty, all of that. It's really uh, refreshing and nice. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Now, a few episodes ago, it was episode 45, uh, sorry, 145, I created a podcast called How Do You See Yourself and Is It Holding You Back?, where I talked about identity and how you identify and how if you want to achieve something, you want to move up or or start something. If you don't identify as that person, it's very hard to then become that. Now, if you haven't listened yet, do go back and listen. It's at thecmethod.com slash identity, or you can check out episode 145. And the feedback that I've had from this episode has been amazing. I've had people say things like, you know, it really got me thinking about who I want to be seen as and how others see me. I had one friend say, I'm not sure how I want to be seen. I had to think about it. Um, I've had people send me tweets and messages. The feedback has just been astounding. So so thank you to everyone who has reached out and left reviews for the podcast and let me know how the podcast has helped them. It's It really means a lot to me. Now, a common theme that I have noticed coming up around the topic of identity has been to do with imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome syndrome is, is where you think that you are not qualified or worthy to be doing a certain thing or to be in a certain role and you think that you'll be found out and you're terrified that others will find out that you don't actually know anything or that you're no good at what you do, that you're just pretending to be this person, that you actually aren't. And this comes back to identity because it means that you don't don't see yourself or identify as this person and therefore you're terrified of putting yourself out there in case people see you as that that real person that you're actually not. Um, I have gone through this myself. For example, when I started my personal blog at christinacanters.com, it was all healthy recipes and blogs about CrossFit. That was the very first thing that I did on the internet in terms of creating my own, my own articles. I was doing a paleo challenge where I had to eat paleo for a month and I thought, you know what, I want to create a blog about it. But as I went to start it, I started to freak out and I thought to myself, who's going to read this? Who am I to be blogging about healthy recipes? I'm not a nutritionist No one's going to read it. No one's going to care. There are so many other health and uh, healthy food and recipe blogs out there. Why would anyone read mine? And I remember telling my housemate at the time about my predicament and she said, well, you know what? At the start, not many people are going to read it. In fact, it's just going to be your friends and family, but your friends and family are going to read you because it's you and they like you and they know you and they may not read other health and fitness blogs on their own because they they don't they're not really interested but they'll start reading yours because it's you and they might get something out of it that they may not have before and she said and you know what only you have your experience and your you know and your stories you you have your own opinion on this stuff no one else does and i thought about it and that really inspired me and i went you know what yeah absolutely right so i started it and that's what led me to, well, I gained confidence through that block. And I eventually started a podcast and started doing videos. So, so that's my story about how I had that uh, sort of little identity crisis and had that imposter syndrome. I've also seen it in, in one of my clients who wants to start a personal development block. And he said to me, you know, I really want to help people. I want to coach people uh, around personal development. But he says, I'm not a life coach. Who am I to be blogging about personal development? I really, you know, I don't know that much. I'm not very good. I don't have a lot of experience. Who am I to do this? Now, the reason that I'm bringing this up around imposter syndrome is because I actually received a lovely email from a podcast listener who went through his own imposter crisis, but managed to overcome it as a result of listening to episode 145, which I mentioned earlier. And I want to share his email and story with you for two reasons. Number one, because I want to show you that it is possible to change the way you see yourself and think about yourself. And number two, I want to show you how powerful it can be when you take action on something that you learn because it's all very well and good to listen to a podcast like this one or to read a blog or watch a video or read a self-help book and think, hmm, great concept, really interesting. But unless you implement what you learn, unless you take action, those learnings are just going to sit there in your brain and eventually fade away. Knowing something intellectually is not going to get you results. Okay? It's just like knowing intellectually that eating the right food and exercise is going to help you to be healthy and lose weight. That's very different to actually implementing that and making your own food and eating eating healthy food and going out for a run and all of that. That's the implementation and that's the part that's going to get you results. So, here's proof from a podcast listener that implementation works. And the listener's name is Charles um and Charles I hope you don't mind if I share your email but I do think it needs to be heard so here it is Charles writes hey Christina just wanted to drop you a quick email to firstly say ahoy and secondly to share with you the impact your most recent podcast number 145 had on me I've been a mahusiv fan I don't know if that's a Is that a British term? I don't know. Anyway, I've been a mahusiv fan of your podcast since April when my commute grew to an hour long. It's now got to the point where I don't want the train to stop if I'm mid-podcast. How inconsiderate of it. I've really put your tips and advice into practice when giving presentations, something I really struggled to do in the past. As someone who has had to work on his assertiveness and confidence, I can't begin to say how generally awesome your podcasts are. But when hearing 145 about identifying yourself in a particular way, it gave me the push I needed to launch my blog yesterday. Um, so this was maybe 10 days ago when you wrote me this email. Anywho, let's say it was launched in the last 24 hours. and to So this is him writing again, sorry. And to finally write a personal thanks to you. You see, throughout my whole working life, I hopped from mostly one entry-level role to another, and I used to blame others on how they perceived me. As a 28-year-old guy who still gets ID'd when buying alcohol and is often confused as a child or a woman on the phone, I haven't the most butch voice in the world, I found it hard to prove to people, specifically my employers and managers, that I'm bright, ambitious, and a professional. Thankfully, I got a huge break in April and I'm now in middle management in a different company, which coincides with your tip about generally having to move company when being promoted in a senior HR role. I'm a bit of an HR geek. I'm loving my job and the visible impact it has, which my previous roles couldn't do. And I really wanted to share the skills and tidbits I had picked up from a variety of roles and positions. I loved to write and began writing in November through a blog about helping fellow introverts and self-development enthusiasts manage their careers and build their work skills in a professional environment to get where they wanted to be. Having still the sense of the whole imposter syndrome deal and identifying myself as someone who belongs in an entry-level role, I talked about this in the podcast, remember, Despite, back to the letter, despite recognizing myself as an HR professional and someone who can help others learn and develop to overcome personal barriers at work, I was hesitant to hit publish on my blog. I had written six or seven posts, written on a weekly basis, just sitting there gathering dust. Then I heard your amazing podcast episode and realized this whole time I was the one identifying myself as an imposter, as someone who had nothing to share, as someone who is a lot younger than my years and therefore should let the grown-ups speak, in quotation marks. I literally had a eureka moment and as soon as I got home, I got all of my social media accounts ready to launch my blog. I'm even buying a microphone ready to produce some vlogs. Vlogs. Someone who hates his voice and used to struggle speaking up is preparing to vlog. What have you done? The blog is now live and kicking and I feel a burst of, yeah, I got this. It's called theavidua.com if you fancied a gander. So after this incredibly long-winded short email, I just wanted to say thank you for not just your most recent podcast, but for your entire work you're doing to help folk like me gain confidence. Thank you so much. End email. Thanks for sticking with me through that. I I did want to share the whole thing because I thought that was an incredible story. Firstly, thank you, Charles, for your amazing email. And second congratulations for launching your blog. I did indeed have a little gander and I was very impressed. Now you, other listeners, you should go have a read of his blog. It is at theaviddoer.com where Charles writes for introverts and self-development enthusiasts to help them learn how to manage their career and progress professionally, which I love. Also, you should go say hi to him on social media and tell him how awesome he is. Uh, Go find Charles on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. He's at The Avid Avid Doer. Sorry, at The Avid Doer. I can't even say that. At The Avid Doer. I'm so glad you've started your blog, Charles, and I wish you all the very best with your vlog. And you certainly have got this. Okay, people, if you're going through your own bout of imposter syndrome, perhaps you want to start your own blog or other creative pursuit. Here are some common thoughts you may be thinking right now that I'm going to myth bust away. Number one, I have nothing to share. Now, Charles mentioned this in his letter. He mentioned that he felt like he had nothing to share. So why start this blog? This is so common. This is the same thing that I felt too when I first started my first blog. I thought, who am I to share this? What do I know? There are so many other blogs out there. Who's going to read mine? But what is so important to know is that no one has your perspective on this. No one has your life experience, your opinions, your thoughts, your perspective, your background, your style, and your creativity. I was looking at Charles's blog and he's written two articles with presentation tips for introverts. Now, are there a million blog posts out there on how to give a presentation? Yes, but only Charles can write blog posts that sound like Charles. The same with this, podca- this podcast. Are there a bunch of podcasts on speaking and communication? Yes, but how many are created by an Australian woman? who's 31 and half Asian and a former architect with a Lego haircut and plays the ukulele and eats peanut butter out of the jar. Only one. That's right, me, Christina. So, Charles, I am so glad that you've launched your blog because you do have something to share. You have life lessons that only you have experienced. We need your perspective on how to thrive in the work environment as an introvert, right? I can't talk about that. I'm a raging extrovert. Right, we need your perspective. Okay, the next thought, number 2. I'm not an expert. Hmm, this comes up. I'm not an expert. I don't, why why would people listen to me? I'm not an expert. There are so many people out there who know so much more than me. Well, surely you must know something, otherwise you wouldn't feel compelled to write about it, no? And I always say to people who are starting out, write for the people who are less experienced than you. You only really need to be one step ahead of others in order to help them. You know, when I first started my very first podcast, it was called Presentation Skills for Design Students, and I was 27 years old. I'd been working for a few years. Um, I'd been a graduate and I was working my way up, and I felt comfortable talking to students and helping them to improve their speaking skills. I was a couple of steps ahead of them, so I felt comfortable um, working with them. If you told me to work with professionals who'd had 10 years experience in the workplace, I would have freaked out because compared to them, I wasn't an expert in that field. So it took me a few years more of experience in order to get comfortable with, with working with that. So you don't necessarily have to write for everyone right? In fact, it's better if you don't. Pick your audience, pick the people who are less experienced than you and who, for whom you could share your expertise, okay? Uh, number three, another thought that creeps into our heads, I'm not good enough yet. Hmm. This comes up a lot, oh, but I just need to get good first. I need to, once I'm good, then I'll start writing, then I'll start sharing. Well, here's the thing, You're not going to be good unless you start. I've mentioned this a few times before. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's by Zig Ziglar and he says, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. And it comes back to that, you know, the 10,000 hour thing. You know, if you want to become an expert at something, you've got to put in the hours. You've got to put in the work. And a lot of people are impatient and they want to be good at something right now. I want to succeed right now. I want to have a, a top performing blog right now. I want to be really, really good. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Okay. It, it takes a long time and you will get better at it, but you need to start. The longer you leave it, the longer you put it off, the, the longer it's going to take for you to get to where you want to be. Now, the reason why My podcast is the quality it is today, and the fact that I am confident with podcasting is because I've been podcasting since 2013. I've recorded and I've been interviewed on close to 200 podcasts. It blows my mind just thinking about it. And I still mess up and I still get nervous. You know, doing my podcast in a single take, this is like the third one that I've done now in a single take, that was a big step for me after doing, after podcasting for you know, four years, it takes time to get good at, to get good at things. So always keep that in mind. You don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. And the final sort of crippling thought I'm going to share with you today that holds people back is I don't know what topic to focus on. This analysis paralysis can hold people back yeah, I want to do something, but I'm interested in so many different things. I just don't know where to start. Which one's the right decision? Which one's the right topic? I don't know. Should I blog? Should I podcast? Should I do videos? I'm not sure. Just pick one. Okay. Find something that you are compelled to write or talk about. And yes, you may have multiple interests. That's totally fine. A lot of us have multiple interests, but I want you to think about what can you not stop talking about? What could you talk about For hours and hours and hours and hours. Can you write 20 headlines right now for potential blog posts or videos? Can you just, can you, are they jammed in your head and you just, and if you just get them all out, can you just keep writing, 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 keep writing headlines? That is a good indication that that is a topic that you can write about. Because yes, you might like a topic. You know, for example, I like eating healthy food and I could potentially, um, you know, continue a blog about healthy food, but I'd probably post about five recipes and be done with it because I'd just get bored. Or else talking about what I'm doing now, you know, around communication, around mindset, around, around achieving success and, and working towards your goals and building confidence. Like I could talk about this forever. I love it. Okay. And it has evolved. Like there's nothing wrong with changing it anyway. Um, I revert back to what I mentioned before. You don't have to be great to get started, but just get started. And if you decide down the track that you want to change things up, that you want to pivot slightly, you totally can. My first blog, my personal blog, it was originally called kipsandkale.com. And that was a reference to CrossFit because we do like kipping, a kipping motion when we pull up. Um, It was called kips and kale as in the vegetable because it was about CrossFit and healthy eating. And eventually... I realized, you know, I don't really care that much about blogging recipes. I did about nine recipes. Um, I thought, you know what, I want to write more about life and life lessons and personal development. So then I changed it. I just changed it to christinacantors.com. And same with my podcast. That was originally for, for, uh, it was just around public speaking and that was for students. And then I changed my podcast to doing this now and even this podcast has evolved more from the actual you know how to sort of do a presentation prepare it blah 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 it's kind of moved from that into more of this mindset uh direction that that I'm taking and that's totally fine okay my my whole business has been a constant evolution in fact i've now created cuz up until now i've been coaching mostly coaching professionals and business owners around building up their confidence and skill with communication and speaking. Now, on top of this, I've created an apprenticeship program for people who want to build their personal brand and business as a highly skilled and sought after speaker, whether that includes creating your own podcast or not. So that's that's a separate thing that I've created, which is how my business has naturally evolved. Okay, So if you can't pick what you want to focus on, it doesn't really matter. Just pick something that you, can, you feel compelled to do. All right, so those are my thoughts around some general, um, you know, crippling mindsets that we might have around the imposter syndrome. Now, if you find yourself holding yourself back from pursuing a creative endeavour or going for a role at work because you identify as an imposter, do what Charles has done and go back and listen to episode 145, do the exercises in that episode, write it all down and I want you to challenge yourself to think differently about how you see yourself and then, drum roll, implement. Take, all, take that all important first step and if you need some help getting there, reach out to me. Part of what I do in my role as a coach is to help facilitate that change of thinking and to hold you accountable as you move closer towards your life-changing goals. You know, some people can do it on their own, but many people do need someone there alongside them for ongoing support. I know I do and that's why I have my own coach. I truly believe in it and um, it's made such a difference uh, in my business and in my life. Okay, so. Uh, I think that brings me almost to the end of this episode. Before I go, I do want to alert you to um, something really cool that's coming out this week. It's a video interview that I did with the lovely Caroline Garnett McGraw. It's part of a a series she's doing. It's called The Confidence Course, and she's interviewed a bunch of awesome people, um, you know, myself included. Uh, She's also interviewed uh, Samantha... Uh, how do you pronounce that, R. Uh, Stolt Livingstone. She's an Olympic gold medalist. She's interviewed TED speaker Adam Grant, um, the Australian artist Ben Lee um, and a bunch of other people and it's all around building your confidence and um, bringing your best and truest self to the table, um, defeating self-doubt, trading perfectionism for possibility, all that sort of good stuff. So Uh, My interview actually goes live on this Friday and you do need to sign up. It's free, totally free to access all the interviews, but it is time-sensitive so it's only available for a certain number of days. And my interview is going up on the 2nd of Feb. So make sure you go and sign up for that. I will put a link in the description of this podcast episode in your app. So all you got to do is tap on that. It'll take you there. Or you can go to thecmethod.com slash a wish come clear that is um, Caroline's business name the slash a wish come clear. So go check up, check that out um, free online series by Carolyn Garnett McGraw. All right, and that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, you fabulous human. I hope you have a wonderful week and that you kick that imposter syndrome in the butt. I know that you do have this. You got this. I will see you next week over and out. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.